Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Truth Bombs. Happy weekend. I'm thrilled to be joined by my best friend, Yelena. Hello. Uh, she flew in from Colorado. She and I go way back, uh, but she's actually a food developer. Um, she and her husband have developed various foods that have been in grocery stores across the country. And today she's going to share some secrets about the toxic hidden ingredients that you don't you don't realize that there's an added poison in what you're eating well i will tell a couple of horror stories also where exactly do i look here, here it is right here <laughs> right here okay i have to look in this little black box okay. or this this one as well or this one as well <laughs> okay so i'm certainly going to share a couple of horror stories from my food uh, developer career but we also want to introduce the chickens to harry harry and harry lloyd. and lloyd so yelena and i bought these chickens today um you know this ties into the whole topic we're discussing yes because ivory wants to go more sustainable and have her own chickens her own eggs her own garden and you know yeah where i know what this chicken has been fed so i know what's in my eggs i know the fact that the chicken is eating the healthy ingredients that i feed it and therefore the eggs that i eat from the chicken are going to be that much healthier so how many chickens in total, you're planning to have. Are we just, just these two? Just these two? Harry and Lloyd. Harry and Lloyd. Yes. Their first day on the Hecker farm. Yes. So Ivory is going sustainable. And then she's... Cheers! Oh, cheers. <laughs> okay. Cheers, everybody. So we're going to dive into the cheers. secrets of the food industry. I think yeah, Lloyd is a little, a little nervous bit. about my wine. Lloyd, Lloyd doesn't approve us drinking. Uh-oh. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. These chickens are the coolest. I'm very excited to have them. And I think they in need my to, backyard. I think they need to go back. Okay, so Yelena is going to take the chickens back. To backyard. Well, before we dive into the toxic ingredients in your average groceries, Yelena knows it all from her research and development. And I will be right back. Um, all right, so real quick, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage, which is Noble Gold. So the second and third largest bank Aww. runs in history you happened baby. last month. The government is taking steps to guarantee all deposits. That means more money printing. Thousands have approached Noble Gold Investments to secure their wealth with gold. Gold is the most stable asset outside of government control. Hurry, go to Noble Gold Investments. That's ivoryheckergold.com to secure your wealth. Bag a free five ounce America the Beautiful coin. If you qualify, that's ivoryheckergold.com, ivoryheckergold.com. Great time to invest in gold right now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Back on screen. It is dirty. These chickens are dirty, you guys. <laughs> Woo. But they're awesome. I'm looking forward to the eggs. Oh, okay. We just bought Here them today. And, you know, it's, it's a part of what we're talking about. All these foods that are supposedly healthy. Um, unless you raise them yourself at your own home, like my eggs are about to be, you don't know what's in them. So, Yelena, jump into you. You were saying the latest food that you are working on developing is an oatmeal. Yes, uh, I am planning to develop my own ready-to-eat oatmeal brand. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
so I was trying to source ingredients. And of course, when I am developing something, I would like it to develop the way I will eat it myself and feed my family, my parents, my non-existent children. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted my oatmeal organic and I wanted it glyphosate free. So glyphosate, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. It's a weed killer. Which a is weed a, killer. Yeah, which is extremely toxic for uh, humans and linked to various like side effects and a bad stuff. Wow. So, of course, I wanted to find oats provider uh, whose oatmeal oats won't have any glyphosate. And, of course, I wanted it to be glyphosate certified. So there I was on my search. And apparently there is a big, big uh, scandal unfolding in consumer packaged goods industry when all these brands who are claimed to be organic, organic oatmeals, they all um, show a great amount of glyphosate when tested by independent labs. So let's say you are buying an organic oatmeal that you have to give to your kids or, you know, eat it yourself and you pay premium because yeah. it has this organic label on it. And then it's just like ridden <laughs> with glyphosate. Uh, wow. So that's not organic. No. So you're, you're saying in your research to develop this brand, you discovered that organic is actually a sham? It can be. The label it is can false? Be, it can be as well. It can be uh, as well. This is just uh, the horror story that occurred uh, late, lately on the market. Uh, it's always like developing in the last year or something like that. What? So, and then it gets even better. I found a supplier who allegedly told me that their oatmeal is uh, glyphosate free and they have a certificate. So I asked them, uh, how, do the, how do you test? Can you tell me your uh, testing procedure? And they're like, well, you know, once a year, we take a couple of samples and we test. And I was just mind blown about it because uh, it's a meal. Uh, so most of the grain is um, handled by the meals. And then small producers like me, I would probably not even be able to buy it uh, from the meal. I will get it from the distributors. So anyway, it <laughs> doesn't really matter. So a lot of small farmers or big farmers bring all their stuff to the meal and it all kind of goes together and you don't really know what came from where and uh, what is in there. And then they just kind of scoop a little bit there, scoop a little bit there and test it, and then they call it, for example, glyphosate-free, which is... Uh, so you're saying in the mill that the oats have come from so many different farms that to test one little sample, you it, it doesn't prove that, you know, various farms mixed in... Exactly. Do ha you know, that they might have glyphosate. But here's the thing. it's the, Isn't it the USDA that certifies things organic? Uh, yes, it is. And new organic legislation, I believe, was just enacted uh, like a couple of weeks ago. And guess what? It does not require to test for pesticides residuals. 
What? Inorganic food still that's, is that's it's, the whole purpose of organic. Like you're you're avoiding those toxic fertilizers and or pesticides, getting rid of the pests. Weed killers, yeah. So it's still not required. So even though there could be glyphosate or cut only know uh, what, because the way it works, it's a cross contamination from what I know. I don't know for sure, but that's what I heard. So let's say one small farmer uh, grows his grain organic. Uh The next one, just like, I don't know, across the road, sprays it with a weed killer. So all that glyphosate from that field can end up as a pesticide residual on his neighbor field, which is supposed to be organic. So it's cross-contamination. Wow. Okay. What are, what's, what's the bad, like what happens to people who eat glyphosate? Well, there is all kinds of stuff. uh, The scientists um, say that happens. You can Google it. Uh, It's adrenal, adrenal, adrenal issues. Adrenal uh, issues. It's for sure very bad for um, your GI tract. So, gastrointestinal. Oh, it's terrible. It's wow. terrible. It's terrible for your uh, gastrointestinal uh, tract. It's uh, wow. terrible for literally everything. So wow. the problem is that we cannot know for sure where our food comes you know, from and how it was handled. And is that really true that it's organic so that's why you <laughs> ended up getting your own chickens because you want your own uh, eggs and i am very excited to see you garden here a little bit now my eggs will only be organic if i make sure that the chicken feed, feed is, organic. is organic but i mean if i take away the chicken feed and the chickens just have to eat the grass and bugs in my backyard then it would be organic well we need to um we need to do a little bit more reading on how to uh, handle chicken. From what I see on internet, what Google Almighty says me, they can eat absolutely anything. Chickens, yeah. They chickens. can literally eat anything. So chickens, I'll yeah. be feeding them my leftovers. And, you know, I like to cook organic. Well, well. it's allegedly organic. <laughs> well. yeah. Now I'm like, I'm rethinking. I'm like, you know, I like to shop at Whole Foods because I have a lot of organic. But do you think much of it is actually organic? I have no idea. Um, I saw a few scandals uh, last year when they were finding out that all that organic uh, produce and whole foods actually comes from China. And And Lord knows if the Chinese, when they say it's organic, if it's actually organic. Well, I can tell you how um, USDA or uh, US confirms that Chinese ingredients are organic because I was buying, we were buying some uh, seeds from China for uh-huh. one of our companies, for chocolate company, actually. So the seeds were allegedly organic. And when we ask, but how do you know? You know, when we uh, mm-hmm. ask the distributor, an American distributor, and they say, well, we go there twice a year. We go there twice a year. That's yeah. how we know it's organic. That, that's how we know mm-hmm. it's organic. So what they do they go there twice a year and they take a probe or you know a little handful of something mm-hmm. they test the, they test it and then they pronounce it organic and that's it 
and what Chinese are doing, you know, all the other time, no one knows. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, you also have details on the how foods are made hyper palatable. So food food developers such as yourself, they have a way of making food hyper palatable, basically get you addicted. Like, have you ever eaten a fast food burger and like, I think they put crack in here. It's so good. <laughs> and, and they do. Uh, they, they do, do put crack? They, well, <laughs> their own some, version. You know, some version uh, of crack for uh, food to be hyper palatable, it has to uh, be of a certain perfect golden ratio of mm -hmm. fat and crunchy and salty mm, okay, and like, you know all, all of that so big companies they have the whole food labs to figure it out that you know exact proportion in their or already unhealthy um foods plus uh you know there are certain additives for that too so and then we are all hooked up and we are buying that stuff and chewing on it and get addicted and then you know what um happens so one of the big food products you and your husband have is bread yeah we've been doing a lot of stuff from bread to chocolate as you know um uh -huh. american <laughs> bread is uh the whole separate uh tale um our less company was actually quite a big company uh it was commercial bakery which tried to uh bake the bread the way small bakers bake it so meaning with no so-called dough conditioners or preservatives or any additives yeah there is certain you know uh dough conditioners that are being uh put Ooh. in the dough to change um, certain properties of the protein uh, because gluten is a protein. Uh, oh, I thought it was a carb. Well, gluten is technically a protein. I hope I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that, and they have to be a certain, like a certain strength uh -huh. so that they can bind and create this beautiful porous uh, structure in bread. Uh -huh. If they are not strong enough, the dough just tears and then, you know, the bread is holy. Oh. Has a big holes in it. So people put a lot of stuff in our bread that is not uh, supposed to be there. Ooh. So I think I sent you one of the labels. Just... Yeah, you were talking about datum. Dat datum? Datum? Datum, datum. That is... Um... Oh, yeah, we have it on the screen. It's short for diacetyl yeah by the way this ester. is this is exactly a, a dough conditioner that is also found to be what, what is data made out of god only knows i mean you, i am not a food chemist you said it <laughs> you said it's found to be linked to what uh i'm not a food chemist so i cannot tell you how exactly they make it it's a lab engineered dough conditioner uh -huh. so you know it's not uh some something from uh the nature like you take uh you make your yeast you know yourself and you put it in bread and it has all that beautiful chemical reaction uh, uh -huh. this is a human-made uh harmful dough conditioner 
from what I know, it's not allowed in European Union, but it's still but the FDA approved it. But FDA of somehow, course. of course, <laughs> somehow approved it, and a lot, a lot, a lot of um, food manufacturers uh, still use it. And best you can do, best you can do, is to try to read the food labels. So, you know, before... Yeah, just... you have a food label here. What's it um, linked to? You said health issues? Uh, yeah, the food label here? You yeah. sent me this. Well, for example, look at this uh, Yeah, I see it towards the bottom. It says datum. It says datum. And also, look how many other ingredients that... It's like a periodic table. Uh-huh. Like why humans want to eat a periodic uh, table? Right. It's not something that is supposed to uh, be in your food. So the best thing you can do for yourself is uh, to read the darn lab label when you buy your food. And if you see the words that you don't know, which you do not use in your everyday life, okay, and that uh, looks like a part of mad scientist something, maybe do not buy it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going to be consuming that on a regular basis isn't going to be good for you. Now, uh, this company, I'm not going to name uh, what company it is. But it was bread? It was bread, yeah. They're, you know, they're pretty much uh, honest. They just put everything on the label. Actually, if it less than 2% of the recipe, of the ingredient, you have a legal right to not put it on the label. Oh, wow. So some companies put that shit in, um, claim relatively clean label, but the shit is still there, you know, and you uh, basically... If it's 2%, it's 2%, uh, uh, and you then don't have to add here, that in. Here we go. It all adds up. Wow. And then, and then you know, here we are. I'm quite sure human species, species already evolves to something, I don't know what. To, to be able to combat this? No, well, to, I, I think we are changing. We're just mutants at this point. We're, we're mutants we're at We're genetically this point. modified, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you took that new pharmaceutical. Um, so what, what, what is datum? Like, what does it do to your body? Linked to, again, some gastrointestinal uh, cancer, migraines. I don't know. Whole array of you know it's issues. interesting i've i've heard from um girls who travel overseas and foodies who go over you know eating in italy they say eating all the carbs in italy their stomach is just fine they eat the same carbs and pizza and pasta in the u.s and they're like their stomach is bloated going crazy yeah yeah you maybe it's these ingredients that are banned in europe well you can see one right here you know, I am someone, I grew up eating bread and pasta and like uh, all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time in Italy, so pizza, pasta, uh, all day round. Mm -hmm. When I moved to U.S., in four, three to four years, I developed gluten intolerance. Wow. Which is pretty remarkable for me because uh, I certainly have all the enzymes needed to break gluten because I basically grew up with gluten and I have yeah. a heritage and genetic uh, that for sure allows me to have those enzymes. She's and Russian, you guys. She's from Russia. 
Yeah, don't hate me for that. <laughs> um, so checking the comments. Um, that's the worst fake accent I've ever heard. They think you're, they think your accent's fake. No. no, she's an actual Russian. You guys, we're gonna get, we're gonna get her take on Putin. What's your take on Putin? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, well, my take on Putin that um, someone has to take down on him. <laughs> That, take, take him down? That's my take on Putin. Uh, I have never been a fan of Putin. I never voted Putin. And Well, you had told me in the past there was something about um, him that was likable to you. Yes, there like, were. Like there his were, masculinity or something? Well, uh, he certainly has a wonderful uh, PR crew, you know, because... Um, PR crew? Yeah, in Russia you can buy all these um, posters... Was I don't know Putin oh, riding okay. horses? Oh, his, the public relations people. Yeah, 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 yeah. PR. Shirtless on a horse. Yeah, with with little kittens. And actually, he used to be pretty likable, at least when he started. Because um, I remember that time when it was so scary in Russia. You could not go to a subway. There were terroristic attacks mm-hmm. all the time, like all the time. Time, and then Putin somehow kind of got a hand on it or cleaned it up. Um, so it became peaceful. And I know that he, you know, really tried. Uh-huh. He really tried to be decent for a while. And I know that he applied to join NATO mm-hmm. a few times. And uh, they totally... Um, they rejected him. Rejected him uh, based on, I don't know, whatever, that we have uh, corruption. Don't you think... Poland has corruption, for example. You know, like there are countries that accepted uh, into NATO that for sure have some <laughs> corruption. In any yeah. case, he hasn't been accepted to the club, and there were some um, agreements broken. Right. And you know, and then as he, far as NATO not expanding not getting any yes. closer to to Russia yeah. yet, they so he went to he went mad and all that stuff. But I think that this is still not a legit reason to kill our neighbors and to freaking wave his nuclear nuclear balls, you mm-hmm. know, all the time and have this uh, escalated rhetoric of like, I'm going to nuke everyone. Or Oh, we got comments. We love Russia. Well, we I, lo- love, so- <laughs> I love Russia too. I'm just not a big uh, fan of uh, current uh, president in his current yeah, state. So what are you, I, I understand since Putin, uh, since, since Putin invaded Ukraine, there's been this movement in America of a pro Putin movement. Like t- millions oh. of Americans have decided that they love Putin now after he invaded Ukraine. Some of them have told me that Putin is, is going to save the world. What's, what's your reaction? Well, my reaction is this. If you think that, I think you should be sent to Russia <laughs> to live there. No, 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 not forever. You should just go there and live there for, I don't know, three to six months, I, I think enough. Uh, live there, you know, walk the streets, interact with local law enforcement and try to do business there. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try try to be a business person there, a small entrepreneur. It's and then, really, and then see how it goes for you. Wow, because there's so much cronyism, right? Like you have to be. I, 
I think you, you have to be in bed with the right people for your business to even exist. Um, that is true for sure. And also there is a queue out of the door uh, at all times because you have to pay. And, okay, it's all, you know, under the table. It's all under the table. It's all black cash. So you have to <laughs> pay uh, police. Before we used to have mafia in the 90s, uh-huh. right? And then mafia just became police. So you pay police, um, you pay firemen, you pay people who are like handling, I don't know, uh, you know, the sanitation authority that are basically uh-huh. signed that your restaurant um, is safe to eat, for example, you pay those. Uh, IRS, if you have, and you do have that because otherwise you won't be able to function in Russia. Uh, they usually call you. They usually call you like a couple of days before the inspectors come to check you. Like, hey, hey, get ready. We are coming. And then you can see your whole accounting department just fucking sitting, shredding some shit the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you know, IRS I'm, gives a heads up to your accounting yes, department, deletes the yes, evidence, and then yes, you're good. Yes, because um, huh? Because everyone is on a payroll of some sort. And I know that uh, Putin uh, recently got kind of very pissed off about this and he promised to weed corruption. Unfortunately, I think it will be, I don't know how many generations required to weed that out of Russia. Like, I don't know, it's, it's everywhere. Now in America, there is also corruption, believe me, but it's pretty high up top. And if you are a small business person, as I am, for example, or even like medium-sized business person, you don't have to pay a fireman, a sanitation person, and da 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 da, and you don't have to be under, uh, you know, um, constant threat that your competitor have a better connections uh, in the IRS or police, and they are just fucking gonna take you down for nothing, just accuse you of something fake, and you're gonna go down. So, you know, at least in America, for small and medium-sized businesses, there is really some capitalism going on. Yeah, you had told me that most Russians live in, like, extreme poverty. Yeah, it's uh, 80%, I think. That's why, uh, or something something like that. And in the cities, it's pretty good, right? If you go to St. Petersburg, Moscow, or Yekaterinburg, it is, it is pretty good. Uh, but... It's just such a St. Petersburg or Moscow or Yekaterinburg, our three biggest cities. And uh, you, you grew up in extreme poverty, right? Well, same like you with an yeah. outhouse. We, the, the thing that we have in common, I don't know anyone else who grew up with an outhouse, you guys. We're real country. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned the, uh, how the police will just come after gays for being gay. And there's, oh, yeah. there's articles about this too. So... Russia is like extremely anti, like uh, homophobic. It is from it is. the government down. And when I talked about this on my Instagram, like people are like, "Yay, they're they're anti-gay." I was like, "Excuse me," but well, I'm about freedom, and to arrest a gay person from being gay is not freedom. Well, I can tell you this: that uh, we have a lot of. We used to have. I don't know actually what is going on now because I haven't been in Russia nearly a decade. And guess uh-huh. why? Because I don't want to go back, especially now, because as um, most of us um, immigrants, we are like really kind of low-key afraid. 
Dat we gaan komen. Ze zullen Amerikaan spy zijn. En de Amerikaans zullen denken dat je een Russian spy bent. Dus je bent in het midden. Oké, maar ik zie de commentsectie hier. Ik wil graag je, you know, the, my audience is actually, I understand a lot. My audience love Putin, okay? And they're saying, but wait, Putin is stopping the new world order. I'm seeing your comments right now. He's stopping the new world order from proceeding. He's um, delete, destroying biolabs. There was, there was a biolab in eastern Ukraine, right oh, up of against... Course, of, course, of course there was. I mean, come on. And um, World Health Org put out put out a notice about it when Russia invaded Ukraine, World Health Org said that you guys need to be extremely careful as you're shooting stuff back and forth at each other because there are extremely dangerous pathogens in these biolabs that can spread deadly illness. Which uh, just happened a few years back, no? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's just happened. like, huh, okay. So you know, this isn't a conspiracy theory. Like World Health Org was like, yeah, this is, you know, and you can look at the documentation and see that, they, yeah, there were various deadly pathogens being housed. Now, why is this biolab is there housing deadly diseases? Well, why there is a datum in our food? Because someone is making money off this. Off or of sickness. <laughs> of, exactly. Like, why all those uh, chemicals are in our food? Because someone is making fucking money. Oh, But, we, we got a comment from Kevin. He said, hey, Ivory, uh, there's a church I go to on some Sundays in Illinois. They sometimes hold events there. Would you be open to speaking at one? Sure, I'm definitely open to speaking events. You can email ivory at ivoryhecker.com uh, to, you know, book me to speak at your event. If you do not hear back from me, please email me again because I do not have an assistant and sometimes I miss things. <laughs> I should get an assistant. Yes, you uh, absolutely should. Uh, so we had someone saying, please ask your guest about some other ingredient in food. I, I forgot where was that, but oh, my final thing was that, so your bread company is Izio, by the way, we hadn't, we hadn't talked yeah, about Izio, Izio uh, at, which is sold at Whole Foods <laughs> and uh, elsewhere. Yeah. So Izio does uh, things pretty clean. I mean, it's, um, Oh, here it is. So would you please ask your guests if she's seen FDA and industry abuse, GRAS grass safety status? I actually don't know what it is. I would have to look. Mm, okay. So my Final question on this development, like we have to bring closure to development of your oatmeal. Were you ever able to find an actual organic oat farmer? That can satisfy me? No. <laughs> I mean, that there, can satisfy there's me. no one in no. America or the world? I basically have to, I, I have to settle on something that is not perfect. But oh this word. is the best what is in there. So this is what I will be uh, settling for. And this is what's available, you know, okay. and this is what I should, I should put you in touch with my neighbors back in Wisconsin. So I grew up in farmland, Wisconsin, and um, my family just had a ranch with like cattle and horses, but the neighbors around us 
they were all like dairy farmers and they would, they would rotate the crops and things, but they were, so there would be wheat one year, corn one year, but oats, you know, I could put you in touch and maybe you can do a little contract. Like, Hey, can you grow my oats? Like actually organically, you know, they absolutely, um, can grow oats organically and then it's going to be uh, cross-contaminated or cross-pollinated from neighbor field oh, that is using all those uh, weed killers and some oh, my goodness. other bad ingredients. So what we need is, I don't know, if you know it was up to me, I would just prohibit those harmful um, pesticides and chemicals all at once. Just like, no, grow food uh, organically. Yeah, that would be... Uh, the problem is then some people would make less money. Well, you know, that that would be nice. That, uh, that would <laughs> More be regulation, nice. though. It'd just be nice to... Um, to ha- I'm just wondering what's incentivizing these people away from that. You Because know, I believe in free market economics. And it's like, I know there's a market for for real organic food. So what is stopping that? Who, uh, they must be getting, well, you know, pay, payouts from someone to... Well, price, uh, because, you know... Or is this, or is this um, weed killer that important that, like, oats literally can't grow without it? Well, uh, it's just uh, much uh, more uh, difficult. For example, there is another... Um, pretty bad uh, toxic substance. I, I, I got to Google the name, but uh, they put it um, on a grain so that the plant won't bend. You know, like usually grain, uh, those plants... It blows in the wind. Yeah, they blows yeah. in the wind. And it used to bend, especially when it's like ripe, right? And uh-huh. it's like a time to harvest. So there is a chemical for that that will make that poor plant to just stay erect. So that harvesting by machines or whatever they use is going to be easier because if the plant is bent, as you know, it's supposed to be like um, Mother Nature (laughs) made it. Uh, Technology um, that is used for harvesting could not be successful. And then what happens, the farmer uh, loses revenue. And if farmer doesn't have enough uh, revenue, they go out of business and it's very bad but the problem is okay this is this is pretty mind-blowing for example to make my oatmeal the the one the one you know that i want to make with all the beautiful proteins and like uh, micro ingredients will cost me about a buck um in ingredients so dollar and I'm buying pretty, you know, beautiful organic or as organic as I can find um, ingredients. So it's a dollar. My packaging, because I'm a very small company and I have to do a short run, it's 50 cents. Uh, to be able to stay in business, uh, not taking any big margins, the margin I want or, you know, EBITDA for the company that I want uh, is not more than 20%. I would have to charge a consumer $5.99 to be able to stay in business. And my ingredients... Um, for how much oatmeal? Well, it's, I don't know, a pack this size, uh, 220 uh, grams to 280 grams. How many servings is that? It's one serving. 
And it cost oh, me dang. it cost so me one dollar like to make it. Almost one. six bucks just for one serving of oatmeal. Yeah, so it's Biden's economy, guys. But it like she has no choice. It's that's the no, only no, way she can make a market. Again, my ingredients are dollar, right? Uh-huh. One buck. Then it's fifty cents for packaging. There is overhead and stuff, right? But then I have to allow at least hundred more percent to be um added to that price because there is all kind of intermediaries that wants their cut, brokers, distributors, grocery stores. So mm-hmm. as a small foodpreneur, I have to make sure I feed them enough. Wow. So yeah, Whole Foods, really grocery stores uh, want uh, to be able to put like 60% margin on nice. your food items. So everyone wants money. Everyone is uh, hungry. And consumer wants everything organic, everything very wholesome, but for two ninety nine. Exactly, <laughs> it's, it's pretty tough spot. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, food business is a pretty uh, tough spot, especially if you really care what you do. Especially if you want to do something that you eat yourself and will feed your family. Um, <laughs> they said Brandon's building back better. Yeah, that's that's the situation. Yeah, try, during Trump's presidency, he was trying to strip away all this BS regulation that increased costs that made it so hard to have a business. And I remember one of his one of his key press conferences about that when he had a stack of papers this mm-hmm. high showing all the regulations that were bogging down and preventing businesses from prospering. He was blowing those away. Does this whole press conference about now businesses are going to be able to take off? Sure enough, our economy shoots up with Trump. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that press conference, not a single member of the media has a follow-up question about about that stack of papers. Is all like, let's let's talk about Charlottesville, Char- Charlottesville, uh, you know, and uh, good people on both sides or whatever the heck he said. And well, you know, there is uh, inflation, our favorite topic, when everything is just outragedly expensive uh-huh. and it's still going you know they keep hiking rates up and yeah uh, they're like oh we we don't we're not sure how to fix inflation i guess if we jack up the rates and and screw up you know more of your money maybe that'll help i'm like how about how about stop printing money to begin with that's what caused the inflation well here we uh go and like right now all the businesses are gonna stall because like look at me to make uh, this company work, I would need about, on a pretty good, you know, commercially viable scale, uh, I would need about $1.7, $1,700,000. That's what I need to uh, buy a certain food production ready building and then, you know, a bunch of equipment, blah, 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 blah. Just to start your small oatmeal company? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's well, there is always co-packers, but it's another story which is gonna take me another couple of hours <laughs> to Dang talk about. It. In any case, so I go to my bank, I go to my bank, and I'm uh-huh. like, so how about money? And they're like, sure. Um how about um what eight percent or something? Um so the rates are so yeah, crazy, crazy. Interest rates. the rates are so crazy that this is the reason why i still haven't done that company because i just cannot afford to take this money and right. imagine how many um and then you you take all that risk go deep in debt and then you pray that someone eats your oatmeal <laughs> you know you can exactly, see why exactly. that 
exactly. You know, the monopoly on oatmeal continues because everyone who tries something new, it's so hard. For me, um, for this company to work, I need, you know, rates about, let's say, 4 or 5%. Four would be good. I'm not even dreaming of three that we had a couple of years ago, what what it was like. Oh yeah, three percent. Yeah, we rates. had like two or Ooh, three or nice. something. Yeah, yeah. I am not even dreaming about that anymore. I just want like four or five because then I can can kinda you know do it. Yeah. But with the uh, current rates, I, I I just can't. Dang. So it's all in suspense. Economy uh, is like in a tough place. You guys. So my viewers said that they they would send you Biden if you if you want him over in Russia. <laughs> you guys can keep. Okay, you guys. You guys can keep <laughs> Biden. um okay so we were talking about differences between america and russia um i actually wanted to show you guys this new york times article um women avoiding so look what this says here new york times put this story out many Uh american women are now seeking relationships abroad with some citing toxic dating scene in the u.s Oh, well, U.S. men were uh, doing that for years, honey. See, look, look at me. <laughs> That's how Yelena came to America, is American men threw in the towel on American women and went to find a good Russian wife, and there was Yelena. Uh, I know, I know. And my husband runs around and advises everyone to find a Eastern European wife, even though this this particular <laughs> example is a total high maintenance bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he still, he um, still loves it. Yeah, apparently you. I mean, you Russian wives are so much different than a lot of American wives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are the differences that you've noticed? Well, first of all. Uh, our women, especially women of my generation, and I'm an elderly millennial. So I'm the beginning of the millennial generation. So mm-hmm. now maybe it's changing. I don't know. But like women who are about my, your, you know, our age, 30, early 30, mid 30, late 30. Uh, in Russia, all of us were brought up to be beautiful because this is a survival technique. So you stay fit. You know, you really watch your pounds. Um, you are always looking very presentable. You know, it's because this is your way in life um, to, you know, to be beautiful. And so we, you think there's greater incentive in Russia? Oh yeah, my to, God. to be a hot chick than there is in America. Absolutely, because in Russia it's uh, pays off uh, to get shit done as a person working in a Russian uh, business. You know, you're saying that they'll hire you or give you the promotion if you're hot. Uh, pretty much, so. <laughs> and not. I mean, no. You have to be smart, and you have to, you know, uh, uh-huh. know how to get the job done. But for example, I worked um, with many even governmental institutes, like testing labs. Uh, I used to be in industrial equipment, as you know, mm-hmm. and custom, right? And if you look pretty you have a chances that um, your tests would be sped up, you know, uh-huh. like as a little, you know, nice flavor. And you go there and you flirt and you are pleasant and you smile and, you know, and they're like, sure, sure, I will help you. And you also play, you also play this damsel in distress, 
You know, oh, yeah. It's like, oh my God, like, Sir, if you don't help me, I don't know what's going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, play, you play a little bit of this, you play a little bit of that, you're pretty, uh -huh. and they help you. But this is how Russian women do business. Well, this is how we uh, have to do business. We wow. cannot afford to be directly aggressive like American women. American women are like that. They are aggressive uh, wow. directly. Uh, Russian women, we are not, um, you know, aggressive at all. Uh, we would go you know, from behind. And if we want to accomplish something that we are not sure our husband would like, we will plant this little ideas in his mind and we would do it as long as it fucking takes okay a week or a month or a day and then in a and month, make him think it's his idea exactly <laughs> and then in a month he's like wow i just thought maybe it's a wonderful idea to get chicken cyber <laughs> i love it and oh we we have another comment here <laughs> Uh, congratulations on your new chickens. Here's a small contribution to keep them happy and healthy. Thank oh, you yeah. so much to the inflation situation for your super chat. I was going to say, you guys, I wish we had a camera on the window because almost this entire podcast, chicken. the chicken has been walking back and forth in the window staring at us. I think they liked sitting on our lap. Oh, yeah. they. If you guys didn't watch the beginning of the show, we had the chickens on our lap. So go back to the beginning. Uh, when we hang up this live stream, <laughs> but I'm reading your comments. Russian women aren't aggressive at all, except that sniper chick from World War II. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sniper chick, by the way, uh, she was a big friend of Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, I, I know, I know that chick. She was, she was actually dope. <laughs> but oh, yes, wow. yes. Uh, um, so I was gonna say, I think, you know, in America, still to this day, to a certain extent, I think to be pretty is powerful. Well, I think for instance, in the TV news industry, it's a visual medium. So you have to look good to get hired if you're going to be an on-camera reporter or anchor. But, you know, I think that only goes to a certain extent in America and in many ways in past decades in America, it's actually reversed where if you are too pretty or too sexy, you are actually discriminated against in ways or not taken seriously um, for important jobs. Well, in Russia, you're also uh, not taken seriously, but by appealing towards uh, men, natural, by the way, desire to protect and help us women, uh -huh. we can get a lot of shit done. <laughs> we are just sneaky, you know. Russian and women are more sneaky than we are, American. We are very sneaky. We are, like, so sneaky. I can't believe it. American women, they are super, like, you know, direct. This is it. I want that. And this is how I want it. And if it's not what I want, you know, then goodbye. No, Russian women, we are, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, we are very um, sneaky. So this New York Times article is talking about the toxic dating scene in America and why American women are going overseas to, to find the love of their life. Uh, they actually talk about this um, dating. Now, this article is largely about dating apps. And it seems that at this point in history, dating apps are like the way to date now. Um, there's, well, it's Tinder... Um, 
Tinder abroad or something. It's a, it's a, it's like an extra pay for version of Tinder and handpick that like, I only want to date men in Paris and then you'll, and that'll be your algorithm. Mm -hmm. And so women it's, I guess in recent months, there's been a huge growth of that women saying, screw American men. I'm going to handpick. Like I only want Spaniards. I only want Russians. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there's a lot of American women wanting Russian men right now because for some reason, Russians are the new cool kids in the alternative media. Well, what can I say? Good luck then. You better better cook, bitch. Oh, (laughs) okay. So tell me about Russian men. I hear they're super like traditional. Right. Yeah. That woman better cook. You better. Like they're all Andrew Tate's. In a way, yes, it's <laughs> it's a culture of machismo. Uh, the thing I machism. see, I crave a man like that. I I think because I come from a very traditional background, like with my parents, and so I'm just like, I want a man who wants me to cook. I, I like I dated this guy who hate he. he he was like, he wanted to cook and he, he hated that. He just felt bad that I was cooking for him. I'm like, what? And I broke up with him. So <laughs> I'm like, I want to be able to do the female role, you know? And it's just, it's crazy how rare that actually is. And A lot of American men are the cooks and the women don't cook, for instance. Well, it's very um, easy, I think, in a way. Um, if you remember, oh, no, you cannot remember. And I cannot remember, but people said that somewhere in 50s, 60s, 70s, even maybe even 80s in America, uh, it was enough to live a good life if only father worked. So let's say it's the family, wife, uh, you know, husband and couple of kids. Mm-hmm. So the father would go, go to work and he would earn enough money to provide uh, for the whole family and his wife can, you know... Um, stay at home and be with kids and it's enough for everyone now to afford a pretty good lifestyle both of the parents should work yeah so that's why uh it changed so much because women also must must work now yeah to to afford a good lifestyle so and then unfortunately in russia uh we have the same situation but men (laughs) also expect women to you know do all the traditional role meaning uh cooking you know washing and all that shit because it's not uh, something a real man will do uh but woman also has to work and yeah. also bring some money and not you know um lipstick money like a real money for right, the groceries right. and shit and i think the people who suffer the most in that situation are the children of that couple like our next generation, like how's our next generation going to turn out? Because the parents aren't even raising their own kids anymore. They're both so busy trying to scrape by both working. Well, I actually don't know. It's a, a good question, but I think the Institute of Family is sooner or later going to be abolished. What? <laughs> I think so. Why? Well, what's going to f- take its place? And why do you think this? I don't know. I'm just uh, watching where uh, the world, um, you know, goes. Okay, look at me, for example, right? But I'm a weird uh, woman in Russia. Like, in Russia, I consider weird. Like, I did not wish to have any children. I just uh-huh. I just didn't. I am not a motherly type. And my husband is fine with that because he had two children of uh-huh. his um, 
previous marriage. So he's like, okay, I, I reproduced. I don't need. So we, you know, we found each other mm -hmm. and it's good. And it's actually, um, 8 billion people and you know, all that stuff, but there are <laughs> more and more women like me who are more interested in like career travel, you know, stuff like that. There and in fewer the end, women want to have kids, fewer women, uh, choose to have uh, families and kids. So there are more and more women like me who wants, I don't know, travel and career. And you know, it's fine when it's in balance, but I think the world is gonna tip a little bit uh, that less and less people would have kids. And people are becoming more and more estranged. Like look at the families at the dinner. Everyone is on their fucking phone now. Yeah. You know, and uh, friends, how often do I see you? Not that often. We mostly talk on internet. Yeah. So humans are becoming more and more estranged and father and father, you know, apart uh, from each other. So at some point, I think it's just gonna morph into something well, else. Not to mention with this whole online dating oh, yeah. situation, I, which I've never been an online dater, but I, um, I, I hear from these people about how it, it just like it reorganizes your whole perspective on the opposite gender because now the opposite gender is like so accessible. Like there's always, there's a person for every day of the week to date someone new, you know, it's endless on the online dating. So basically the other gender becomes so disposable. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I got tired of this one. Let me find a new one on the so online dating. Yeah. So Swipes basically like that nobody, they have less incentive to, finally settle down with someone and have a family. Yeah. So people just date and date and date until, Oh, now I'm old and it's too late to have kids. Mm -hmm. And so that, that goes with your point. Yeah. It's swipe, 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 uh, all the time. And also it's very difficult to be in a relationships with another human being. Marriage is difficult. I mean, it gives a lot of happiness. I just and... like, I'm like, why the heck is that? Well, because we are humans. I don't know. My parents were a rare mix. They had a phenomenal marriage that was not, uh, it, it, you know, it was not difficult for them. Well, they had maybe like one difficult little, little phase in their entire marriage. We have a super chat here. Is this, did we are, we haven't looked at this one. Thank you for another super chat. You said the decline in the U.S. standard of living happens to coincide with the U.S. dollar being removed from the gold standard, got gold. There you go, guys. There <laughs> Click the link in my description, <laughs> Ivory Hacker Gold. Um, that's true. I forget. Yeah, I forget. It was, um, was it Nixon who did that? I think so. Uh, I'm asking a Russian about American history. <laughs> I think I... Who got I, rid of the gold standard. I think it was Nixon. Yeah. Uh, I am not uh, sure. There are two beautiful books. It's called uh, Bitcoin Standard and Gold Standard mm. uh, that I like, that you can like read on everything uh, what um, happened to, you know, the economy. Because we live in a Keynesian, so there is... Um, Keynesian? That one. Economics? Yeah, yeah that's, that's how we live. And that doesn't go with uh, having a gold standard or having any limits to printing money. Dang. And I'm always like, who do we owe, though? Decepticons? Like, <laughs> oh, dang it. 
What a time to be alive. Eric says, how did Yelena migrate to the U.S.? Her, her husband, um, mail ordered her. Yeah, <laughs> I, yes, my I'm husband's like, literally mail ordered <laughs> No, they had, they had met and fell in love and he was just like, come live with me. Yeah, we actually, my husband and I, we met online. But He's, her husband's a Minnesotan, you guys. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> so Minnesota. a Russian became a Minnesotan, yikes. Minnesota is not the same. Let me tell you something about Minnesota. Those chicks are all butch lesbians in Minnesota. I'm sorry to the chicks who aren't, but there's a lot of <laughs> the most masculine women on the planet. Also the subject oh. of those memes where the woman is on her knees screaming in the air at Trump. Those are the Minnesota females with the boy cuts. Um, and, and the Minnesota males are the most feminine men I've ever met. I lived in Minnesota for two years and I was very single. I was very, <laughs> very single. single. <laughs> well, I have wonderful friends uh, from Minnesota, all the different people. So I'm not going like, <laughs> to engage in this particular conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> as far as living, you're ultra feminine to appeal to your husband as the Russian women do, like, that don't fly in Minnesota. <laughs> well, my, you know, my uh, husband is uh, an old school. He believes, uh, you know, in being a person of his world and being uh, responsible and, you know. Yeah, your husband's a real man. And I can see why he had to go all the way to Russia to find you because they, those chicks were not in Minnesota. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to find an actual woman living in her femininity in Minnesota. I'm sorry to the, the rare females. I know there's a handful in Minnesota who are living in their divine feminine, but it's very rare. Well, I have a lot of Minnesotan friends who are uh, living in their uh, divine feminine, but guess what? They are not on online dating, okay? Mm. <laughs> they are not. Most of them, a lot of them are happy in some, you know, relationships. And okay, just... so where, where can people actually find a divine feminine? A divine feminine? Not on a dating app. Where can they find that woman? You know... It's very interesting because I did meet my husband online, not on a dating app, though. It was a, a website for, like, travelers, mm-hmm. kind of couch surfing, you know, travel by interest. And we were divers. We are scuba divers. Mm-hmm. So we were organizing a scuba diving trip, and he was one of the people who um, like wanted to participate in the trip. And this is how we uh, met. And I think because my husband done a lot of internet dating, so we first, you know, we were mm-hmm. arranging the trips. Uh, then we were, like, talking. Then we became friends. And then this friendship started to, you know, shift into some romantic Romance. stuff. And then he started being very pushy about meeting in person. I'm like, you know, why hurry? We are going to, like, see each other in a couple of months. We are going to dive as planned. He's like, no, 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 no. So he really wanted to meet me much earlier, and he explained me why, because he uh, <laughs> he had an internet dating experience when he didn't get what was advertised. I he know. was catfished? He was catfished. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, Did it show up as a dude or what? Well, it showed up um, <laughs> like uh, 15 years older and 20 pounds heavier. Oh, wow. Oh, no. 
which is, you know, it's fine to so be. So he didn't want to be catfished on this diving trip, even though you guys were just even though diving even separately. though it was it was supposed to, it was actually a group of people with my whole group but he needs to know whether this one member of the group is really that weight in that age <laughs> well we, we would went, say that it was, they found love we yeah we you know we became romantic and he just didn't <laughs> want to be you know cutfish and then so him being really pushy and persistent actually worked for you that was appealing to you it was actually, it was a classic, you know, story of um, persistence because when he replied to that trip, when we posted the trip, he was one of the people who replied. I looked at him and he had, you know, no profile picture, no plans to go to uh, Belize, no, nothing about diving, no party. So, so he I'm like, like a scammer. Some, yeah, I'm like, this is just some like creepy dude. And <laughs> he wrote me the second time and... I was like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. He wrote me a third time. And then he just wrote me another message saying, I'm a pilot. I fly my own plane. And I was like, I was blown away. I was like, oh, my God, this arrogant asshole just doesn't <laughs> give up. Oh, my God, I love this man. I need to talk to him now. <laughs> Dang and- it. You just inspired all the creepers in my DMs to keep, <laughs> to keep hitting me up. Even I, though I haven't responded in five years. <laughs> well, I do believe in destiny. Okay. You know that I am a little bit of uh, inclining Hindu slash Buddhist person. So I mm-hmm. do believe in reincarnation and destiny on all that. Nana Vuvu hippie shit. So I just believe that he is my soulmate. Aww, and we found each that. other. So we found each other in this weird way. And Aww. well, I love it. I'm looking at your uh, your comments. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much. Well, the hour has flown by. Elena has to catch a flight. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. It was fun. Please like, share, drive, and comment. Um, and uh, let me know if you compare to a Russian because she broke down the Russian female and the male. And uh, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments if if you're similar to Russians or Americans. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. See you later. Okay.